<coughs> Excuse me, I actually meant to turn the mic off when I did that. Um, now, David Robert Mitchell directed a film in 2010 I've never heard of called The Myth of the American Sleepover, but it did get um, uh, a bit of acclaim and a fairly wide release. Well, he certainly put himself on the map with his new film, It Follows, which has so far played at a festival last month in Australia and hasn't had a wide release here yet. It has had a pretty good release in America where it's done about $17 million on a $2 million budget, but it's also generated a huge word of mouth, uh, scariest film ever, blah, blah, blah. Um, I watched it recently. Now, it stars um, a virtually unknown cast too. Maika Monroe is the... Um, she's the lead in it and she reminds me of so many different people, particularly, I think, um, Chloe, is it Chloe Svengi or how do you say it? The lady from uh, Boys Don't Cry who was searing in that film. Um, and she's got that kind of persona and also Reese Witherspoon a little bit. Um, and basically she plays a a typical-ish, fairly enigmatic, um, late teens girl who has the uh, usual sort of setup that you see in an American Nightmare on Elm Street style movie, which is they've got these huge houses, your friend lives across the street, uh, your parents are barely ever seen, um, and she's got a new boyfriend who acts kind of strange, and that should be a tip-off. And they end up having sex, and after that moment, he immediately ties her up. He chloroforms her and ties her up. But he's doing this not so he can kidnap her, but so he can keep her put while he shows her what she's now going to face. And it's the fact that the he has been followed by this thing. He doesn't know what it is. It changes completely from day to day as to what human representation it is. Sometimes he knows the person, sometimes he doesn't. And the whole time it's following him at a zombie pace. And this is now following her. And he has pointed out to her that she has to now go and have sex with somebody in order for it to follow them. But whatever you do, don't let it catch up to you because... As we see at the very, very start of the film, it will brutally murder you. Um, and unfortunately, when it does that, it reverts to following the person that's next down the chain. It's a fascinating premise, this notion that this thing is never, ever going to leave you alone. The best you can do is outrun it for as long as possible. Um, it's a very metaphorical and symbolic concept that has a lot to do with uh, mortality and I thought it was a brilliant premise and also the fact that it's also one of these outrunnable things it moves so slow you feel safe but what would you do would you fly to another part of the world you don't know what it's going to look like when it finally comes and if it's that far away would it be in six months a year two years would it be when you're asleep There'd always be this dread of it approaching, and that's why I love the uh, symbolism about mortality from that initial setup. And what follows is her coming to terms with the notion that this, obviously it's ridiculous, it can't possibly be true, even though he's chloroformed her and tied to a chair and she's seen it coming for her. She does the typ typical cognitive dissonance of dismissing it until she gets more and more evidence that this thing actually is a malevolent force that is coming for her and there's no way she can stop it. Um, she can have sex with people to put it off coming for her straight away 
but once it's got through them, it's going to come back to her. And it's basically the traditional 80s uh, teen horror setup, which is very much like um, night, the first Nightmare on Elm Street film. And it, it, it obviously, it's got so many beautiful influences that it wears on its sleeve. And it even sets up the boyfriend across the street to be quite reminiscent of Johnny Depp in that film. And what happens to him is very reminiscent of what happens to Johnny Depp in that film. Um, it's um, not as scary as I was told it was going to be, which was terrifying. It is pretty scary. But it I didn't feel that it was a film that got by on shocks like that. I felt it was the creeping dread that happens throughout this film. It's very, very beautifully and dreamlike. Uh, in the way it's shot like um, it reminded me a bit of the virgin suicides which wasn't a film that I had a lot of time for but it has got this almost fever dream quality to it where you're sort of drifting along and you're getting more and more disturbed but you can't suck yourself out of this dream that's happening um, it's got a, an able supporting cast of people I've never seen or heard of before who exhibit Pretty stereotypical roles, but that's where the stereotypes end, and that was the best thing about the film. It actually involves a mature look at sex. Like, in a lot of these films, the um, she would be like this virgin giving up her virtue, and, and, you know, like the Twilight novels, it would be like, this is your punishment for having sex outside of marriage. None of that ever comes close to being true in this. She's never painted out to be somebody that hasn't had sex before, and she, sometimes in the film, the, the transferal of this thing um, actually happens because people are making themselves feel more comfortable rather than, you know, they're lost in passion or she's acting desperately. Sometimes she needs to escape from the world and, and actually has sex with people in the movie just to feel better about herself. And, and that, another symbolic thing as well, people have said, is really... Um, quite symbolic of the nature of uh, people having sex to escape death which is a, a, an old sort of philosophical notion that that people will do this in in, in a some uh, psychological way to imagine that they're somehow cheating death um, I found it a really hypnotic dreamy film quite a disturbing film but it really reminded me a lot of let the right one in which was the outstanding uh, was it Swedish a vampire flick, which was remade in, into apparently a very good American film called Let Me In. Um, but Let the Right One In was a really outstanding movie. Um, not quite in that league, but not too far off either. Um, it's mesmeric and it's got a lovely soundtrack and it recalls the 80s and there's it a lot of it shot in that sort of half-light of dusk as well. Um, and I really like the lead actress, Mika Monroe. I don't know what else she's been in, but I thought she held it together. I thought it didn't trade on the things I was expecting, which is that sex is bad, and once you have it, you're going to get punished. It was much more about a long-term mortality to it. So I thought it was a really interesting film, not the scariest film I've ever seen, a disturbing one, and also quite, in a strange way, a beautiful one as well. So it follows, is it an eight or an eight and a half? Hmm. I'm going to give it an 8. I'm going to watch it again, though, because I'm curious. So It Follows, which is the uh, it horror film of the year so far.